Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Mayor-elect Olivia Chow is going to be very, very busy. There is not a list long enough for her to fix. And uh, one of the um, fixes that is becoming more and more obvious is uh, made abundantly clear in a real estate study by CBRE. You would see there's signs all over the place when you're driving on the highways, any kind of big construction or um, big kind of industrial buildings, you generally see their sign on it. And what they've seen and what the numbers say is that the vacancy rate across this country, and certainly the downtowns, is surging to the highest levels we've seen since 1994. And Toronto's financial district, uh, we are nowhere near recovery. And with hybrid uh, work to stay... The concern is that we've got millions of square feet of vacant workplace and very little demand to fill it, and there's a concern that it's going to last more than a decade. I don't know how you run a city like Toronto when you don't have people in those office towers. Like, what does the city look like? We can't run an unfilled buildings for a decade, not in a city like this. Dr. Karen Chappell joining us, Director of the School of Cities over at the University of Toronto. Thanks so much, Doctor, for joining us. Hi, Alex. You have been a part of a couple of studies over the last, I'd say about a year, with a couple of American cities where you've been monitoring traffic flow off of, you know, cell phone technology and all the rest of it. You've been able to kind of gauge recoveries in cities. And we've chatted before, and, and Toronto's recovery is not going as quickly as we need it. It's certainly not going back to the levels pre-pandemic. And so what do you make of this study and how we're going to get around this? Yeah, um, that's right. Recovery is very slow. So, you know, we have a website, um, downtownrecovery.com, where we track um, recovery. Uh, we'll be updating it next week with the latest uh, numbers. But the the CBR report is dead on. Um, you know, we've had we've seen just... Um, uh, 40% of commercial office leases have come up for renewal uh, during and since the pandemic. Right. And we still have 60% of those leases that will come up in the next five or six years. So folks are going to be making decisions about whether to reduce their footprint or eliminate their space uh, permanently. And so that's all coming down the pike and we're going to be watching it in the next five or six years. Um, so th- this is a, this is a long-term crisis, but it, we need to, we need to act now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as I understand it now, you've got a, a, people coming in a couple of days a week. I mean, this is really like the busy time when you've got people down then in the core, they're walking around, going for lunches, going for dinners, like the whole area just is vibrant and comes to life. If that traffic doesn't come back, and if you've got a store or a bank or whatever, I mean, that's not cheap real estate. Uh, I mean, so there's going to be a lot of decision making. Um, and I think what we've learned out of all of this is once you learn, doctor, to do more with less or do as much with less, then you find ways of continuing to do more with less. And so who wants to carry bricks and mortars costs if they can get out of it? That's right. And and so, yeah, you're going to see shareholders starting to back out. You're going to see uh, buildings up on the market. You're already starting to see that um, across the U.S., folks selling buildings. 
Um, there was an article yesterday in the New York Times about uh, uh, office building in downtown uh, lower Manhattan where they tried to convert it to residential, couldn't get the permissions, uh, so sold it for a song. So and, and they and, and they filled of, it with which they couldn't they oh. couldn't change it to residential. They couldn't get the permission to convert it because they convert they convert everything there. There's not much they, they don't convert. To. Yeah. They started after 9-11 converting Lower Manhattan, and it's been actually tremendously successful. They converted whatever they could, um, but zoning is stopping the rest of it. And we have the exact same problem in Toronto, uh, where, where zoning and permissions are going to make it really hard um, to, to flip over this office space. Did you think at this point, and, and your other uh, you know colleagues, did you think that you would see the recovery numbers now? And if we haven't seen those numbers... Where does the conversation in your mind have to go? Yeah, I, you know, I was more optimistic. Um, and maybe I said this on your show that I thought we would hit 70% occupancy by the end of the year. Because um, I was seeing a slow upward trend in the data. Um, so if it continued, we would be slowly getting out of the water. But the problem is that that trend flattened and actually declined in some uh, areas. So, um, so it, it actually looks like this 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 uh, issue of of folks kind of settling in on a hybrid work prop pattern or a remote work pattern that's actually come to fruition, and uh, and we're going to see that it play out now. So we so it it calls for action in a way that that I wouldn't have said a year ago. Yeah, that's interesting. But you know, how much is this? And I don't know if you've got the kind of data, but um, pa there's pandemic recovery. But in other cities, I don't think they have the construction issues that we do. I mean, they've crippled the downtown with construction for the next decade. And I, I, have, a, I have to think that some of this is caused by that, where you've got people saying, I, I'm not going to sit in traffic for an hour and a half to get downtown when I can just do my work here and just, you know, how much is that playing a role? Yeah, that that's a really good point. It is not pleasant to drive down around Queen Street right now. Um, and then you have uh, TTC cuts on top of it. So suddenly you're... Transit's not coming as yeah. frequently, so so we're just making it harder to get downtown, which is unfortunate because you know if we're not going to have those office uh, workers, we do need to have visitors or residents downtown. So we got to make it uh, a livable place for them. Yeah, and so what what do we do? Because you know, in the numbers in this report, they're saying you know we might take a, about a decade to recover. You can't leave a city like Toronto, um, you know, empty uh, this way. Uh, it just you know. It doesn't work. What what do we need to see the conversations look like? Does this turn into a, a mix of housing? I, I don't know how to reimagine our, the city of Toronto's downtown to make it functional um, and, and it carries through into more function. Do you know what I mean? Like it's a either it becomes yeah. a New York junior where we're retrofitting buildings, making it livable, where you've got a mix of people living and, and working or, or what do they do with the space? But people and businesses are going to have to make decisions. Yeah, no, absolutely, and and I think the city is going to have to work with uh, the private sector and and some some of the big landlords downtown, and say, hey, uh, first of all, we're going to make it super easy for you to convert the buildings to residential that can be converted, which is only about thirty percent of buildings. Not every building. Well, can you would get think converted. they would change the zoning um, rules by rules by now, but they. Uh, that's right. You know. it was, uh, they'll need to take action yeah. on that. And I, you know, I would love to see that those uh, buildings turn into student housing. Um, I think a lot of them they might not work for for expensive condos, but they might work for little uh, dormitory rooms. Um, 
And uh, so that, that I think we should be looking at that. And then I think you need to, to be persuading the landlords or, or a couple of them, some of the more adventurous uh, experimental ones to take a few floors of those buildings and open it up to entrepreneurs to make it incubators to take because because young folks, they don't want to be sitting, you know, in Pickering at home all week. Um, and to trying to do a startup, you know, they need to be with each other interacting. Uh, they need to, 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 you know, get uh, different types of services and, and, um, Show, conversation so shared going. spaces that you can kind of use yes. short term interesting exactly oh, exactly so, next 10 years yeah. may be very very difficult uh, for the city of toronto no question about it we have so many challenges but it's certainly interesting to see the data flow in doctor we will chat again so i appreciate the update yeah thanks for having me thank you that's dr karen chapel she is with uh, the school of cities over at the u of t and she has been part of this data research of seeing how our recovery is and i do have to think that the construction plays a role in it but uh what does Toronto look like in the future if no one comes to town?